I just want to um, say that I, I'm very happy to be presenting here today. I am going to be talking to you about chart patterns, which is definitely a switchover from options trading, which we just heard previously. This is really something that I use. I don't trade options, but I imagine that you could also use these chart patterns. I know people do for their options trading. So it's a kind of a generalized knowledge of something that you should be aware of in the technicals. If you're gonna study technical analysis, it's probably one of the easier uh, subjects to learn because it is so visual. So I'm gonna tell you a little bit about the different patterns, but I'm gonna try and explain when we're going through them a little of the psychology that goes through those. So let me go ahead and I will share my screen and my lovely presentation. All right, there we are. Okay, so we're going to, as I said, talk about chart patterns. So we're going to try and identify the ones that are gonna help you with your trading. And there are certainly plenty of them. The nice thing about uh, chart patterns is they also give you some ideas of where to set your targets and your stop levels. So we'll talk a little bit about that as well. So we're gonna learn about how to recognize these different patterns. And again, I think it's pretty um, easy in that it is very visual. And at least for me, when I look at a chart, one of the first things I'll notice are chart patterns. There are bullish ones, there are bearish ones, there are signals, as I said, and minimum targets. Uh, it's really excellent because you do get a little bit of insight into what might get ready to happen on that chart. We're going to talk a little bit, like I said, about setting stops using those patterns. Um, typically, I use stops uh, mainly at support and resistance levels or prior resistance levels. Uh, but chart patterns can also help you um, determine maybe where you might want to put those stops um, under confirmation lines and things like that, which we'll talk about. So let's start off and we're going to talk about bullish chart patterns. There are quite a bunch of them, and a lot of them are triangles. Uh, there's an ascending triangle. There is a symmetrical triangle. Those are all bullish. There's the bull flag. We have falling wedges. Those are also bullish chart patterns. The double and triple bottom patterns. Cup with handle patterns are also considered bullish. And then finally, the V bottom pattern. We don't talk about those very often but they became very prevalent um, coming out of the, the 2020 uh, bear market. So we had quite a few of them uh, execute as expected back then. Don't see them quite as much. And then of course the reverse head and shoulders. We'll talk about the head and shoulders. Everybody's very familiar with that pattern or at least the pattern name. So we'll talk a little more in detail, but there is the reverse head and shoulders, which is a bullish chart pattern. So let's start looking at these bullish chart patterns before I start talking about all these bearish chart patterns. I don't want to confuse you. So we'll look at each one. I've just recently kind of updated these charts. Um, there's still a lot of them are very, very old, but chart patterns are, you know, timeless. So we don't really have to worry about that. But you're going to see these a lot on, uh, on charts as you go through. I know I've seen every single one of these probably in the last six months but trying to dig them out is always a trick. So this is the ascending triangle. <clears throat> it is kind of confusing because you have that rising wedge, which is bearish, but the ascending triangle is a flat top 
with rising bottoms. So the wedges, you're not going to see a flat top. You'll see a rising top on the wedges. So this is considered a bullish chart pattern. So what's going on here? Well, as price goes up, the bears are losing ground every single time we pull back, right? And then they pull back one more time, but the lower, they can't get lower lows. Uh, they keep having higher highs, but the Bears are keeping resistance alive. That's why you have that flat top. So the expectation is since the bulls are slowly gaining strength here, that you will get that upside breakout because ultimately the tug of war is going to the side of the bulls rather to the, than to the bears. So you would look for these patterns. They're typically continuation patterns, meaning they're, meaning they're gonna continue the pattern or the trend that was going on before they formed. So when you hear someone say a continuation pattern, that's what we're talking about. We're talking about the fact that you are looking at what happened beforehand, what was the trend, and you're looking for it to continue. So these are continuation patterns. I have also seen them as reversal patterns, um, meaning rather than coming at the top of a, um, of a, a rise or a trend rising, they'll come at the bottom of a trend. And that's okay, because they are reversals, which means you've got um, continuation here, or they are um, reversal patterns. They'll come at the end of a decline. So I know that's kind of confusing because I said, well, it's a continuation pattern. Well, sometimes it is also a reversal pattern. So you have to keep in mind that these um, will break to the upside, but they don't have to occur at the end of a rising trend where you're gonna find some of the other patterns you need to be aware that they're reversals. Next up, the symmetrical triangle. And I just realized I do not have a clock on myself here. Okay, there, I've got a watch that will tell me. Usually I have my phone right next to me. I uh, don't wanna go overboard here or go over time, I should say. Symmetrical triangles. So these are gonna have a declining tops line and then a rising bottoms line. So they're, they're um, turning into an apex, right? So they're shrinking down. So the psychology here is sort of a similar situation. Bulls are winning in that you have rising bottoms, but they're, not, they're also kind of losing too because the bears are able to get these lower tops. These are continuation patterns. So these, they can break in either direction. Obviously patterns don't always resolve as they're supposed to, um, but typically these are gonna be a continuation pattern. So you're gonna look for the trend that was prior to that pattern. And that's gonna tell you which way you should expect it to break. And in this case, it would be to the downside. Um, I do have some timeframes here, three weeks plus duration. I am finding through my studies of chart patterns that I can use them on a five minute, one minute chart. Um, they don't need to be these lengthy time periods that they form. Now, a lot of the textbooks will tell you, okay, well, it's this, if that, you know, if it is longer, but I'm just saying from my experience, um, I find chart patterns useful across all time frames. They tend to break as they're supposed to. All right, so we did the symmetrical triangle. Let's move forward to bull flags. And this one I pulled out for you today. 
Um, I was looking for an, a, a better example than what I had before because the flag that I had as an example before didn't really fulfill its upside target. And I wanted something they could see that does fill, fulfill an upside target. So some of our patterns here do have targets. So you can actually look at the pattern and know, okay, this is where I can expect price to go to this level, not just which way is it going to break out, but how far, how long is it going to go? So here's a flag. They're, again, pretty easy to spot. You're going to see a long rally and then a pullback. And I don't know that I need to discuss the psychology of the flag with you, but typically you've got a really strong run. People are very interested in the stock and then you, you see profit taking and you see a, a pullback, people start to get out of the stock. But for whatever reason, whatever pushed that rally up so quickly, something's going on under the surface. And so you're to expect after that pullback, that digestion period, that you're gonna get that pop again. And you should see an upside target of a flag. You take the measurement of the height of the flag and you add it to the breakout point that would put our upside target for this first flag right here. And it pretty much fulfilled that target. It did come in a little bit lower. They don't, you know, obviously they don't always work out exactly. This is a flag because you can see those two lines moving lower. This is actually a pennant on a flagpole because it's more of a symmetrical triangle sort of situation here. Um, they act the same. There's nothing different about them. Uh, so in this case, you can see we got that breakout height of the pattern, upside target right about here, and it pretty much hit that. So I saw this chart today and I thought, oh my gosh, this is a perfect example of what we're talking about. A few things to keep in mind, and I didn't put it on this chart, and I really should have, that there are three types, well, I guess you could say maybe four types of flags. And we're talking about just the flag portion. Um, you have pennants, like we see here. You will have downsloping flags, you can have sideways flags, and you can have upsloping flags. Now, depending on what kind it is, you have a better chance of it executing the way it should. If the flag is pointing downward or is a pennant, like a, you know, like we were saying, it's a symmetrical triangle. If those two occur, your chances of an upside breakout are greater than if you have a flag that's moving sideways or is trending higher. Because you really want to see that exhaustion of that rally. You really want to see that, that um, pullback to a, a greater degree. Sideways consolidation, it'll often end up continuing out of that. But there are a lot of times where those consolidation periods are really reversal setups. So that's why you have to be careful. Rising flags, I see that as a softening of the rising trend of the flagpole. So you're actually decelerating as you go into that flag. It's not a pullback. So that's why I don't like those rising flags. So you have to think of the psychology that way. I think part of the way to make these patterns easier to, to recognize and think about is to know some of that psychology in the background and, and what it, boils down to is the psychology of you and me, pretty much, and what retail traders do. Um, the big guys will follow through on these patterns as well. They recognize them and know, but um, typically the psychology, the psychological part is on, on us. 
All right. So next up, let's make sure I'm on time here. If I have the time at the end, we'll um, I'll go ahead and we can look at the market just a little bit and see what's going on. And maybe we can spot a few uh, patterns in some of the charts there. But I have a feeling I'm going to end up going all the way through this. All right. The falling wedge. These are bullish. Um, what you're going to see is that wedges, they show up all over charts all the time. At least that's what, in my experience, what we've seen. Um, I write about the market every day in my decision point alert, give you the whole, you know, what's going on. We also look at Bitcoin, dollar, gold, gold miners, a bunch of other um, uh, indices, things that you might find of interest in the DP alert. And so as I'm doing those and I'm looking at charts every single day, I see which ones, which, which patterns tend to repeat themselves a lot. And wedges, falling and rising wedges, you're going to see a lot of those. So uh, let's talk about the falling wedge, which is bullish. So what you're going to see is unlike the ascending triangle, you don't have a flat top, you have a declining top. So that's number one. But you also have declining bottoms. But it's not parallel. This, These two lines are not parallel. It's not a declining trend channel. You actually see... Um, excuse me, a little bit of exhaustion on the way down because this is a softer um, declining trend than this one here at the top. So the idea is the psychology behind these is simply that, um, again, you've got the bears that are holding this, but overall the um, bulls are starting to pull price just a little bit higher on those bottoms uh, it also tends to be a consolidation or a digestion period that you'll see. But typically, you're going to see the, the breakout here um, because when you have these patterns, the steeper line, the steeper trend line is going to break first. It's because steeper trend lines are harder to maintain on the upside and the downside. So there's a higher likelihood that the steeper um, trend line <clears throat> is going to break first. And so that's the other thing. So this is a more, um, uh, I can't think of the word. <laughs> this is the the steepness, it's steeper. So you've got a little bit more of an, the uh, trend is accelerating a little bit on the downside versus what's happening on the, um, on the turn on the bottom. All right, these tend to be, um, these are continuation or reversal patterns. You can see these at the beginning of a trend or at the end of a trend, um, declining trend. So you don't have to worry about that part of it. All right, the double bottoms. I have kept this chart around for some time um, and it is the S&P, but we had a period of time um, back in 2016. It tells you how long I've been doing this. Um, this was just not that far ago, it doesn't seem like. But you can see tons of double bottoms. And I remember when we were going through this period, um, just thinking about the fact that, wow, we have these um, patterns, these double bottoms, and we'll talk about there's a double top in here too. And they, they tend to be executing. They're doing what they are supposed to do. So the double bottom is basically a W shape, two bottoms, pretty easy. The confirmation line is the all-important part of the double bottom, and it is drawn across the middle of the W. So a pattern isn't a chart pattern until it's confirmed. 
Now, when you have wedges and triangles, um, the breakouts and breakdowns are your confirmation that, that tells you it's an actual chart pattern. I should have covered this at the beginning, but you don't actually have a double bottom until you get the breakout above the confirmation line, hence the name confirmation line. But there's no reason you can't sit back and go, this looks like a double bottom that's starting to come together. I want to watch this chart. I need to keep it on my watch list. Or this is the time to buy. It's setting up a pretty nice look of a double bottom. But it isn't actually the pattern until you get the confirmation with a breakout. All right. In this case, I use the close, closing price for the confirmation line. You can use either an intraday or you know however you want to. This is a little more conservative using that close rather than up here because it does change your upside target. Speaking of upside targets, okay. So the, these patterns are one of the good patterns in that you can use measurements to set upside targets and help you a little bit with your stops as well. In this case, the height of the pattern added to the breakout point, remember that from the bull flag, once you get the breakout, the height of the flagpole, you add it. Well, this you add the height of the pattern and that gives you your upside target. So in this case, we did reach, pretty much reached that upside target, um, came back down, ended up forming another double bottom back here at the beginning of 2016, passed through the confirmation line and did make its minimum upside target, which was right about here. So this was a great example chart because it does exactly what it's supposed to. But again, these chart patterns aren't gonna always fulfill as we like. So don't think that when you see a chart pattern, it's kind of an automatic. It, it really isn't. It's giving you some insider information a little bit, in my opinion, but it doesn't mean that it's going to um, come to fruition. All right. Cup with handle. So these are fairly easy to spot as well. You're going to have somewhat of a rounded bottom. This is uh, it's kind of a round bottom. So I, I use this as my example. And then you're going to have a handle on it. So the, um, the psychology is, okay, in this case, we had this huge rally that had to be digested, or I mean, decline that had to be digested. And so it's, it's a reversal, right? You're getting a reversal on this. As price slowly rounds off, you know that the bears are losing control here. You get the breakout here. And then the bears say, whoa, 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 we're not excited about this. Um, the rally has gone up. And in this case, it tends to be a little parabolic because of the shape of the cup. And so it's time for the breakdown. And so that's what we got was the breakdown. Now, typically what you do want to see is the lip of the cup. Um, I like to see it um, less than the, the other side, if you will, of the cup. Um, but it could also be above, so it's okay. But usually when you see it uh, below like this, it's gonna tend to um, execute as expected. So you get the handle as this consolidation of this parabolic happens. We'll talk about parabolics much later, but um, something to keep in mind. And then we see that consolidation, that little pullback, kind of a mechanical pullback on a breakout. And then we get the breakout that's expected. So uh, that is your cup with handle pattern, the V bottom. And like I said, we saw a lot of these coming out of the uh, 2020 bear market. 
what we saw with 2020, and this isn't 2020, my apologies, but what we saw was that deep, deep decline. And then the um, we were talking about it. I can't remember what we called them, K-shaped, V-shaped, all these different ideas of how it was going to bottom. And what ended up happening was a strong rally. Things got so out of whack, so oversold. It was kind of a, a natural response. And so it immediately shot back up. So V bottoms are actually very bullish because it, it, there's something that has gotten people um, to flip the switch from being extraordinarily bearish. And usually it's things are very oversold. Kind of have seen that during this bear market where we have these periods of downside, but you do get these bear market rallies in between. But we haven't seen it in a V bottom shape. If we start seeing those V bottoms, then I'd say that's a really good thing. So when you start to see these form, what you want to see is price to get about one third of the way up from the left side of the V. So once it gets to about one third, that is your confirmation that you have a V bottom. And the expectation of V bottoms is excellent because it tells you you're going to get a higher high from the left side of that V and generally a nice continuation afterward. And in the case of Dell, um, that's exactly what we saw happen. All right, and finally, the last bullish chart pattern we're gonna look at is the reverse head and shoulders. These are fairly easy to spot as well, but I will tell you that uh, a couple of things about head and shoulders, reverse head and shoulders as well, tend to not see that many of them. And honestly, in my experience, they don't resolve the way they're supposed to. You generally don't get the upside uh, targets or downside targets to hit. Um, I couldn't say why. All I can say is that from my experience, that's typically what you're going to see. So the way you identify them is here's your head. There's a left shoulder and a right shoulder. So you get this kind of a, there you go, right there. And then the head. So from my understanding, um, head and shoulders are really all about accumulation. And um, and so you, you're going to see uh, and distribution. So you're going to see this. Um, these head and shoulders tend to be more um, pushed around by the big guys. These usually happen by the big guys because it is it's a matter of accumulation and distribution. And so what they end up doing is they start to um, and in this case, you get the, the distribution, but they start to they start to accumulate, right? But then they need to be quiet about it. And um, traders get involved, so they sell a bit. And then traders start to really lose their interest. And at this point, the big guys start to accumulate again. And they go up in here. And then the distribution happens again because you know, you've got people who did get in on this. And so they're taking their profits and it's moving lower. Uh, and then when you hit this next low, since it's a bullish pattern, you have a higher high than this one, than this one, than this one. So you know that you're actually in a new rising trend. And so you should expect that upside breakout. Now, these do have upside targets, the reverse head and shoulders. Basically, you take it from the neckline. The neckline is drawn from right here where the left shoulder ends and where the right shoulder starts, you draw a line. This is 
not totally unusual, but a lot of times you're not going to see a completely horizontal neckline. It might rise a little or fall a little. And depending on which pattern it is, it can be a good thing or, or a bad thing. Um, I, um, I like to see the necklines actually declining somewhat uh, rather than rising because that just tells you that pressure, downside pressure is um, heating up. And then you're going to get that pop and then it, you get the, the breakout from a declining trend. So that's kind of why I like to see those. These are reversal patterns, okay? You cannot have a head and shoulders or reverse head and shoulders um, as a continuation. So remember continuation patterns, they continue whatever the trend was going into them. So with head and shoulders, they're going to reverse that trend. That's why they're called reversal patterns. So a reverse head and shoulders must come after a decline. Okay. They have to form the bottom. They're not going to be in the middle of a rise. If you see price rise and then you see that reverse head and shoulders, it's not a reverse head and shoulders. It's a consolidation range. There's probably something else in there that you can identify, but they're not actual uh, reverse head and shoulders unless they come off of a decline. So that's kind of an important uh, thing to remember because if you don't have that, they're not gonna resolve the way you expect them a lot of times. So let's go into bearish chart patterns. And I think I am just exactly on time for this. So that's excellent. All right, there is the descending or symmetrical triangle. There is the rising wedge, and you might be able to kind of connect these to the ones that I talked about earlier. It's just kind of the opposite. The rising wedge, a bear flag instead of a bull flag, double and triple tops, not bottoms. Head and shoulders. We talked about the reverse head and shoulders, so we're going to talk about the actual head and shoulders. Broadening or megaphone pattern, and you don't see these too often. I mean, they, they do appear. Um, but they tend to be bearish because what they, well, we'll talk about it when I get there. And then the parabola or the parabolic, these are extraordinarily bearish patterns. Um, they're great to be a part of on the way up, but boy, are they painful on the way down. I think a lot of you have probably been involved with a parabolic and that's where you get that acceleration. It just keeps increasing. And now you've got almost a vertical rise and then they fail. And you, your stop level, it gets obliterated because what happens is you get a huge down. It's, you know, you get to ride, but at the very end, it's going to collapse and it will be painful and it will be quick. So you really need to know when you're in, you'll know when you're in a parabolic because you'll be excited every day to look at, uh, to look at how it's doing. Um, some of the meme stop, stocks, I would say, were kind of uh, parabolics. Got everybody in and then all that profit taking and it just collapsed. All right, so here's the first one, the descending triangle. So remember the ascending triangle had a flat top and rising bottoms. The descending triangle is opposite, has a flat bottom and declining tops. And the psychology is just to the reverse. You have bears winning the battle. Every time price starts to rally, the bears win the battle and price is turned down with another lower low. But at the same time, bulls are like, oh, no, 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 we're not going to break down though. We're, this is consolidation. We're not going to let that happen. And so you get this strong support line. 
But ultimately, as price continues to be pulled down um, by bears, eventually you're going to get that breakdown. So that's sort of the uh, psychology there. So the expectation is a breakdown. Now, I show a measurement here. You can use measurements on these triangles, and I don't think I talked about it really with the uh, ascending triangle, but the backside of the pattern you can use to, to get an idea of where your downside target might be, or in the case of the ascending triangle, your upside target. So you're taking the um, size or the height of the back of your pattern, and in the case of the descending triangle, you are adding it to the bottom of the pattern to give you your minimum downside target. And sure enough, we got that. This is sort of a back of the napkin thing. I have seen um, some people use targets on uh, triangles, descending and ascending triangles, and even on wedges by measuring the backside of the pattern and adding it to the breakout or breakdown spot. Um, you can certainly do that. I don't bank on them or trade that though. I It gives me a backdrop. A lot of technical analysis is a lot of looking at the backdrop, the background of what's going on, where the market in general is, so that you have this understanding of when you start to, to go into the small stuff, which is your portfolio trying to determine the actual stocks, you need to know the backdrop. And so this is a way you can get the backdrop on a particular stock that you're interested in. It's kind of, okay, there's a bearish pattern here. It may not resolve to the downside as it's supposed to, but I now need to pay attention to this stock that I own because it's developed a bearish chart pattern. Uh, again, that's why we do the DP alert, which gives you that generalized backdrop of what's going on in the market. I also list my exposure levels so you can kind of track whether my money is going where my mouth is. Um, so getting that background is really important. My other product is Decision Point Diamonds. And so I give out stock picks on that. So we determine the trend and the condition of the market overall, and then we find stocks that are going to ride that tide using my scans. So a lot of it is mechanical. Obviously, you look at the stocks, but the stocks that are presented in, to me come from my scans. So I'm already looking at kind of the best candidates that are out there, and I will hone that down and give you 10 picks, including three ETFs per week with Decision Point Diamond. So you might want to check that out. All right, we talked about the triangle. Let's talk about the rising wedge. The This is a very new chart. This is actually something I pulled out today, and it is Bitcoin. Bitcoin has a couple of things going on here, and I thought it was a good choice. Um, but we have the rising wedge. I see rising wedges all the time. I mean, I could have pulled out, I think um, there's a rising wedge. There's a rising wedge right now on the dollar. There's a rising wedge, I think, that I saw on the SPY in some place. Um, gold has a, a falling wedge, I believe. So you're going to see wedges all of the time. So it's really a good idea to know what, the, what to expect from them. So the rising wedge is bearish. So you have your rising trend, and that's holding up. But again, this is one of those cases where the bears start to take control a little bit. You have a less... Um, you, you have the, oh wait, I'm sorry, let me go back. We have the steeper rising trend. Remember the steeper lines, rising trend lines or the steeper declining trend lines? 
those are the ones that are likely to get broken first. Bears are slowly taking down. This is not a rising channel. Bears are slowly taking deteriorating price every time it comes up here. And so now you have this steep rising trend. This is more gentle rising trend. So this is the line that you should expect to break. And it did. Uh, and we're continuing to see it down. I, I went in on the, the Bitcoin inverse early down here. I saw this breakdown. It was like, ah, perfect. This is the time to get in. And instead, it managed to rally off of that support level very strongly. But then we have finally gotten that decline that I was expecting. It just came a bit late. And unfortunately, you had to endure some of this if, if, you, if you stayed in, um, which I didn't. I did own that. And I do, let, I do let subscribers know if I own something when I present it or if I'm actually I have to I'm not allowed to just present something I own. I mean, it's you can, but it's um, we're, we're not supposed to do that because it's not very fair. We get to take advantage of the best price and then you don't. Um, so we need to tell people before we get in. And so I always say, okay, I'm presenting this stock um, and I like it. I'm thinking about buying it. I may not buy it, but I, I let you know if I'm considering it. Um, you should always know not to just trade using my portfolio and what I say, because if I were perfect, um, I'd be on an island somewhere enjoying the sun and investing my own money. Um, I wouldn't I wouldn't be out here if it if it worked every time and it doesn't um, just like these chart patterns. So we had the rising wedge, the steeper of the two um, broke down and price is now breaking down even further below this support level here. If you look closely here, you could also make a case for a double top. I don't have a double top here, mainly because this top is a lot higher than this one. And typically those double tops, you wanna have them kind of at the, the same area at least. All right, next up, the reverse flag. These are continuation patterns, just like the regular flag is, the bull flag, only we're continuing to the downside here. And it's really the same kind of, um, it's the same sort of psychology, just uh, the opposite way. You have these horrible, you have a horrible, horrible decline, and then it needs to get digested. Uh, and that's exactly what happens when the flag is formed. Just like on bull flags, you, you know, you want it to um, angle. In the case of a bear flag, you want it to angle upward. In the case of a bull flag, you want the flag to angle downward. We discussed that before. So you want the flag to be angling upward. That's your best bet. If the flag goes sideways, you could still see the breakdown. Um, if the flag is uh, continuing that downside trend by um, just softening it, um, the chances are it's not going to execute and you might actually get the upside reversal. So if you're looking at the pattern, this is what you want to see if you're talking about going short on something. Because if you get the breakdown, you can take the height of the flagpole, add it to the breakdown area, which is right here. And that gives you your minimum downside target. And it came very, very close to hitting that target. Like I said, a lot of times um, they won't hit their target. Um, and sometimes, and we call it a minimum downside target because it's the target, but it doesn't mean it'll stop there. So you could still see a continuation. Um, so that's why it's called a minimum downside target, but that doesn't mean that it won't, that it um, will always hit that level. It, it won't. 
but we certainly got the heads up that there would be more decline and it certainly did move quite a bit further. All right, the bearish double top. Okay, so we talked a little bit about Bitcoin's double top and here we have another. So uh, the idea is it's a little bit like the um, uh, reverse head and shoulders, a head and shoulders, which is a lot about accumulation and distribution. You have the accumulation going on, people decide to profit take, it starts to move lower and they get scared and they take it down here. Well, the people who bought over here and didn't sell up here, remember that they bought it around this level and they decide, you know what? I'm gonna hop on and buy some more because I, I felt good about it back here. And now that it's down at that lower price, I'm gonna try and average in and then the price will start to go right back up. And then profit taking once again begins because all these people, they know they should have sold here. And in this case, they realized it was getting very, very close. And so they needed to sell then. And then the price starts to collapse. And you're going to see this is your confirmation line. It's an M shape. So the middle of that M is your confirmation line, height of the pattern, add it to the breakdown point, And the expectation would have brought price here. It was the minimum downside target, and it turned out to be a minimum because it just kept going to the downside. All right, so that is the double top. It is a reversal pattern. I forgot to talk about that. So what does that mean? It's a bearish pattern. It's a reversal pattern. So that means you need to see price rising before you get to that reversal setup or reversal chart pattern. All right, the triple top. And I don't know, did I show you the triple bottom? They're not as uh, obvious. They don't come around that much. Um, when I found this chart, I couldn't believe how perfect this uh, triple top was. Um, it could have turned into a triple bottom, but we had price fail over here. So we kind of had a feeling that things weren't gonna go the right way. It looks a lot like a consolidation area. Um, a lot of times you're going to see reversals out of consolidations, which is why you don't like to see those flags that go sideways because it's consolidation zone and there's a really good chance you're going to get a reversal out of it or a setup like these triple tops. I will tell you that crude oil right now is, um, maybe we'll have time to look at that chart. I'm going to write it down to remember to go show it to you. The crude oil has been... A, in a trading range for some time. And I've been trying to decipher if we're looking at triple, quadruple bottom, uh, triple, quadruple tops. So we'll take a closer look at that if we have time. So the confirmation line of this triple top is obviously where it's not a W, but we know that it's the middle part of the, so you have the first top, that's first, that's the confirmation line right there. And then it comes down and it hits, almost hits the confirmation line reverse comes down, misses the confirmation line, which to me, these two would have given me the thought, well, maybe we're going to actually end up with this resolving to the upside. But then when you see these failures before even reaching the prior top, then you know, no, this is a bearish setup. This is a bearish pattern. And sure enough, we did see that minimum downside target hit. Um, the Psychology, I mean, it's really just a matter of consolidation after a, a big move of some sort. Um, very much indecision, nobody really winning the game, if you will, between bears and bulls. Um, confusion, that's kind of what I would look at it as. 
And here is that ever famous head and shoulders pattern. And like I said, I don't care for them. And you can tell in this case, it did not execute to where it was supposed to. Finding a head and shoulders that has executed properly is um, quite a hunt. I don't think it's a needle in a haystack kind of a hunt, but certainly uh, a little bit uh, tricky to find some of these patterns. And the head and shoulders is one of them. And like I said, for me, I'm not a fan. There are people out there who study chart patterns. They love these. That's great for them. But I, I just don't find them to be that useful. Give me a second. I can tell I'm drying out here. All right. We're doing pretty good on time. Looks like we'll come in. I might even have time to show you that uh, crude oil chart. All right. Uh, head and shoulders pattern, bearish pattern. They are reversal patterns. They must come after a rising trend. Okay. Reversal pattern. So if you see this shape and it's coming in off of a decline, it's not a head and shoulders pattern. Okay. May look like it. It may even react like one, but as far as the textbooks are concerned, it is not a head and shoulders unless it comes off of a rising trend. So um, pretty easy to identify. Here's your head, the highest uh, price left shoulder and right shoulder. And again, this is all about accumulation and distribution, generally with a lot of the big money, um, kind of stringing us investors along, if you will, with various um, uh, bear traps and bull traps along the way. So you can see that we had that first decline, did manage to rebound, went even higher. The accumulation started to really kick up but they had to hide it. They didn't want it to look too, too uh, enticing. And so we started to see some distribution, which then set off everybody else to start selling. Um, but they were still holding a lot of their position as people were leaving. And then they come down to that original price back here where they bought it. And that's where they add. Um, but then you come back up, you get the distribution and people start to get even more nervous. They've pretty much made their money. And so they're starting to get out right here. And that's when you're going to see that drop below the neckline. That's pretty much the, the psychology. Uh, usually just think about, again, what are people thinking when they see price do certain things? People remember where they bought something. I mean, generally, we keep track of that. Am I right? So if you see that support line come across, that means a lot of people bought there. And they know that when it comes back down, they're going to buy more or somebody who's not in is going to see it and go, well, now it's time to buy because it's at that lower price. So it's, it's the psychology of what we do and remembering where we bought stuff, which is, you know, a simple concept, right? Okay. Um, I haven't talked about volume really at all. Uh, it's, it's something that can help you identify particularly these head and shoulders with that accumulation and distribution. I don't use the uh, AD line, the accumulation distribution indicator, but I would expect it's probably very interesting when you look at one of these patterns. Um, so typically you're gonna see a lot higher volume on that first uh, shoulder. And the length of the pattern, of course, determines the downside target. So the height in this case, right here, and the downside target would be down here. We got the expected breakdown, certainly, but it never did reach its minimum downside target. And it started to rebound and actually kind of form a little double bottom here. If you look, um, looks like a double top forming over here. Okay, 
the broadening pattern or the megaphone pattern. So that will be, uh, you'll see the rising trend line on the top of the pattern and the declining trend line on the bottom of the pattern. Why are these bearish patterns? Um, and I can tell you this one did end up resolving to the upside, which it's, they can resolve to either side. But typically we consider these bearish patterns because you're increasing your volatility as you go along. So your risk level starts to get um, wider with the pattern. So they're not a great pattern to be involved in because you're gonna be dealing with a lot of volatility. And let's face it, volatility is very rarely our friend. It nearly always is a, is a joy killer. <laughs> you're gonna see that volatility increase you're going to have to endure these even deeper declines, and then you get excited to get that even higher high, but then it just it, it just really tears you up back and forth. And uh, I'm sure all of you are familiar with this now, with um, this year trading in the bear market. Very, very difficult, and a lot of it has to do with the volatility. These are going to typically come off of a rising trend. Um, they could come at the bottom of a trend. But in either case, because it means an increase in volatility, I consider these always bearish patterns. I don't ever see them as good um, because they can break to either side, but typically they're going to break to the bearish side. And even if they don't break um, to the bearish side, you've had to endure unbelievable volatility to get to the end of that pattern. And typically you're going to probably give up on it. <laughs> Like, the, like people did here, they were like, you know what? I just can't deal with this anymore. <laughs> I've got to get out. And so then we had that shift um, to the upside, which actually ended up um, turning this one into a breakout rather than a breakdown. All right, the parabolic. This is, as I said, learn this pattern, know this pattern. If there's any pattern that you looked at today, this is the one, and people do not talk about these often at all. I feel like Decision Point's the only one who talks about parabolic patterns, and everybody should be aware of these patterns and understand them. So what happens is you get these rallies, this is the best example over here, that basically start, and then the rising trend just starts to slowly increase and increase, until you're moving almost vertically and you're thinking, oh, this is great. This is great. I love this. I'm so glad I'm part of it. And then the next, when it's ready to break down, it breaks down in a very hard and very uncomfortable way. You can see back here a couple of them. So you saw this parabolic come in here, the breakdown swift and painful of 61%. We had another parabolic kind of rise there. Oops, let's go back. A parabolic rise right in here. You can see that the rising trend just starts to get steeper and steeper and steeper. And then it breaks down and you get this horrible 44% um, decline. Another one, another parabolic breakdown, 31%. Took only a week or two. We're not talking about, you know, or a month. It, it didn't take that long. This is a monthly chart. So, um, Believe you me, the months where you had that uh, failure uh, were rather rough for Apple during this period. Um, another one, and then a breakdown of about 40%, another parabolic. And in this case, when they start to go vertical, that's usually your signal to either get out or set a stop. Per personally, what I like to do with a parabolic, if I have the good fortune to land in one, is setting a trailing stop that follows me up, a very deep one. 
um, once you hit a certain point on a parabolic, you really are starting to make just a lot of money and, and it's um, setting a deeper stop isn't quite so painful and you will thank me for it. I'll get an email one day and you'll say, thank you for helping me set that trailing stop. Um, when I was in this vertically rising thing, I, I saved me. Yeah. My stop was, you know, 20, 15, 20%, but you know, I still made 210, you know, that sort of thing. I mean, these, these parabolics can be crazy and uh, fun to be a part of, but recognize when you're in them because that breakdown will take you to the last basing pattern. And that usually is a long way down. 11.50, I'm doing so well. I'm so proud of myself. Setting stops using chart patterns. So really, uh, I didn't point out any on the, on the charts, um, but I think that a lot of it is intuitive. So first of all, you recognize the pattern. I like to, you get to use that pattern measurement, the height of the pattern. So that's going to help you set your upside targets uh, when you have a chart pattern that looks like that. So you can set your upside target. And as far as the stops go, you can use those minimum downside targets. They'll also help you um, if you're looking at a bearish chart pattern, that's going to help you um, with a short or at least setting a stop. And I always recommend setting those stops and targets. Maybe you don't have a pattern that's going to give you a minimum upside target. I think it's still important. What I like to do is um, set them near support and resistance. Um, I, my stop levels typically run between 5 and 8%. When I do my decision point diamonds and give you all your stock picks, I always list a target and a stop so that you have at least some guidelines on what to do. I don't manage it as a portfolio. I'm getting ready to get involved with a company that will probably do that for me. Well, it'll be an add-on package, but in the meantime, you still can get those stops and targets when you uh, subscribe to my Decision Point Diamonds. Um, so I like to set the stops near support and resistance um, and the targets similarly. Uh, one of the things I do, if possible, is half of the height of the pattern will be my stop. So let's say you've got a double bottom and it's confirmed, depending on the height of the pattern, if it's you know a 20% pattern, I'm not going to do this, but I try to set it, if not below that support resistance, or usually the confirmation line is a good place to set your stops. Or depending on how high the pattern height of the pattern, about halfway down or halfway up um, for your shorts and your um, longs. All right, that does conclude it. And man, I can't even believe it. Um, David, you're gonna love me, right? Because I'm right on time. All right, so we have the free decision point trading room. We actually record it live and then it is replayed on Stock Charts TV. But if you want to join us live, you can go ahead and click on our free newsletter on our homepage. You can enter that. I do not inundate you on my free newsletter package. I send things out like this for when I do stuff. I send things out. Um, I don't have to send out the recordings anymore because they're on YouTube. But if we have any important announcements or anything that um, of interest, our free articles, we do publish free articles those will go out to the free newsletter. So um, signing up, don't worry, you're not gonna get you know, inundated with you know, mail every week. I, I just don't do that. I 
I know what it's like. <laughs> so, um, but anyway, you can go in, we record it from noon to 1 p.m. Eastern. So you can spend lunch with us. We go over, my father is in there, Carl Swindlin. He's a tech titan. He's been in this business forever. And he's actually in the room taking questions. I look at your symbol requests. It's an excellent opportunity to learn and not pay me any money. So go ahead and go register for that. Learn more about what we do and how we look at our charts. We're very technically oriented. We don't do a whole lot of fundamentals. We do pure technicals, breadth, momentum, overbought, oversold, oscillators. That's our thing. We've been very, very successful. Um, we don't do algo trading, but it's something I've been looking at because I'm very technically oriented. Not to say that's the best way. It's just the way I do it. And of course, since you are here, I'm giving you an amazing offer. And it truly is amazing. Um, I really wanted to give everybody a great offer. This is one of my favorite conferences and panels to be a part of for women teaching um, trading. And I know there are a lot of women in the audience. Um, men, thank you for joining as well. But I want to definitely give you an opportunity to get a hold of professional grade analysis so you can see what I do and at the very least know what to expect if you're going to another service. Okay. You need professional guidance and that's exactly what we provide. So you can get your first month of our DP bundle. You do have to subscribe to both of our packages for the DP alert and decision point diamonds. But if you subscribe to that, you can get your first month for just $19. So this is an excellent way to try our product out. Our bundle normally runs $119 per month. So um, it's again, professional grade analysis. And we're still, I've been told by many of my colleagues, I still don't charge enough. for. I, I've tried to raise prices. It hurts every time. I hate to do it, but um, I've been told that what I provide is worth even more than what I charge. So um, by a lot of professionals, and I just, I don't want to make it to a price where I can't get a hold of those beginners, those new people or the people like you who are thirsty for this knowledge. I don't want to price you out. And so that's why I do have the price where I do. And this is your way to not be priced out and to actually get us uh, an idea of what I do. The coupon code is WTT, Women Teach Trading, and the number 19, because you're only getting it for $19 per month. Um, that's all I have, David. I am going to relinquish, and it is 11.57. I think you said to finish at 11.56. I get a gold star, am I right? 